Welcome to Autism on Shift. Do movie phone. <laughs> I was thinking about that earlier. This is Adam. This is Dora. And we welcome you to movie phone. Um, but we're probably not going to talk about movies. No, or phones. Or movie phones. <laughs> <laughs> or movies on your phone. Right. Or being on your phone at the movies. Please don't do that. Only punks do that. Yeah. Don't be a punk. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. This week, we are meeting with Sarah Herrero. Did I say that right? Herrero. Yeah. Herrero. Awesome. Sarah owns Bach Prep Tutors. She is a doctor of education, and she uses it to help the kiddos. Let's talk about it. Hi, Sarah. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thanks for being here. We're so excited yeah, we're glad to, to learn about um, uh, how, how tutoring works. Yeah. So what does a day look like when you're working? Um, so I work all day. Um, I run a tutoring company. So during the day I field telephone calls, um, send out emails. Sometimes I send out homework. <laughs> and uh, in the evening I go to students' homes and I try to come up with creative solutions on the spot for different uh, situations that the students might have. Um, mostly math. Uh, I also do reading and writing. Cool. S-A-T-A-C-T prep. Nice. Cool. So, so you had mentioned kind of pre-show um, that you attribute your success to one thing. Can you tell us about that and what that's like? Yeah, for me, I really, what I do in my tutoring is different than what most of the other tutors that I hear about or encounter are doing. And the only thing that I can attribute to is that my approach is very systematic. It's very organized and outlined. And so for so many reasons, but this is one of them, I'm very thankful for being autistic because I know that that separates me from other tutors, because for me, I think, how can I best explain this to a small person? Yeah. And the best way to explain it to a small person, for me, is for them to feel like they have a set of rules to go by, or a set of reasons that we're going from one topic to another. I always like, I've been a teacher for a very long time. Um, I've been a professor at Broward College, at Miami-Dade College, and even at the college level, my philosophy is that things should be interconnected and things should have reasons. Yes. Yay, reasons. And that's an autistic thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> see, and it's smart. See, I would, I, I would give smaller people smaller words. So I think your uh, way of handling things is much better. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I really, I trust the students, you know, even the small students to be able to grasp bigger concepts if they're, if they're fully explained. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I meant physical size words yeah, bigger, in a smaller font. <laughs> oh, a smaller font. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, yeah. no, I definitely, uh, you know, we have Just two kids. Just because you're old and you need a big font. Yeah, shush. <laughs> I, I definitely agree with you, though, because I, you know, I don't think we should, um, you know, leave anything out for you know for kids you know i think a lot of people take 
uh, you know, younger people and think, oh, we have to dumb it down. And that's absolutely not what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. I think that is the opposite of what we need to do. Yeah. I think some adults need to have a dumbed down some, <laughs> but uh, definitely not kids. And I think people who treat, you know, kids as if they're stupid, you know, it's like, you know, it, it, it conveys something completely different. And I really dislike that. So, yeah. Definitely, I definitely wasn't saying that. <laughs> yeah. No, they're perfectly oh, yeah. capable of learning whatever, you know, and, and like you said, as long as you explain it the right way, mm -hmm. they can get it. Reasons. <laughs> I see myself as Mary Poppins, but the P.L. Travers version of Mary Poppins. I don't know who that is. <laughs> the original Mary Poppins, she was a little bit more structured. Yeah, oh, okay. Not as, not as, um, not a spoonful of sugary. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't a musical then? No. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that movie. Saving Mr. Banks? Good movie. No. Disney movie. We have Disney Plus. I think it it's goes on the list. Yeah. <laughs> nice. It's about how they... Sorry for the sidetrack. No, no, no. Oh, <laughs> you do it all the time. <laughs> it's about how they... Um, how Mary Poppins came to exist as a Disney movie, how he bought it from the author, how the author felt about it. Oh, interesting. Wow. Yeah, that'd cool. be cool. Like backstories. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like he was not excited about that. P.L. Travers is a girl, and she was not excited oh. about that. Okay. <laughs> so tell us uh, a couple of things that you enjoy about what you do, and maybe some things that you uh, find that uh, are harder to deal with that you do. Yeah. Um, I like kids. Um, that one's difficult. I think that, um, I wouldn't describe myself as somebody who likes kids, but I really click with children, especially in the educational setting. Um, I really... I really enjoy mastering things mm. in general. Yeah. So I enjoy when I was so I was so rewarded um, like a week and a half ago. Um, one of the students came home and was struggling, and the mom was saying, "The teacher wants you to do this, this, and this." And I don't know. I'm trying to expand my tutoring to include other people and be able to share with more people. But I think what I do is very intuitive. And that's why I can only explain it as, you know, coming from being neurodiverse. But I'm like, the teacher doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> this is what we're doing. Yeah. And I've been with them for a long time. And so she was like, okay, you know whatever and nice. the next day he comes back and she's like she got hundred he got hundred percent at everything uh, i don't know how you did that that's so cool <laughs> that's awesome and so i really i enjoy creating systems and mastering things and i'm surprised that it's so effective that's awesome. i think that it's very intuitive for me instead of having been so thought out and I just am trying to learn how to explain what my like thought process is. Yeah. yeah. Um, something that I don't like, I don't like having to communicate with the parents. <laughs> um, I like I talking that. to them, but they want to talk about lots of administrative things that I don't want to have to deal with. Understood. 
like um, payment. Oh, such a hard I automated payment a long time ago, and I just tell all of the parents, I'm sorry. It, it gives me so much anxiety to have to deal with that aspect. I had to have to ask people every yeah. week. Huh. I can't I can't handle that amount of stress. I don't think I could do it if I had to do that. Thank goodness for PayPal. Um, yes. So Send Yeah, I don't like <laughs> I don't like having to deal with drama or changes um you know, and I'm always for me, for me, my mom is like my go-to person, and I'm always scripting everything. Mm. I'm like, mom, thank goodness it's thank goodness we live via text now, mm -hmm. so I don't have to like make a telephone call to be assertive. <laughs> nice. I can think about what would be the appropriate thing to say, and then text somebody else and be like, does this make sense? And then text some, and then text it to the parent, so that it seems like I know how to be an adult. <laughs> that was awesome. Well, we gotta like have systems in place for all of that yeah. because yeah, because some of those like I'm not, I, I don't. It, what's funny is, I am seen as assertive. Mm -hmm. I go through the world and people are like, oh yeah, she gets what she wants because she will go up and she will just hit people, <laughs> just do whatever. I mean, I I know what to say to get what I need. However, when it's like on a personal level or when it's somebody that I know I'm going to be seeing or working with regularly, mm -hmm. like there's that level of like, um, like relationship that you have to maintain. And that's yeah. where things start getting scary for me. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it, it has like to be both. It has to be friendly and assertive at the same time. That's yeah. very difficult. Yes. I'm, I don't like... Of course, I see neurotypical communication as not honest. Yes. <laughs> so it's difficult. It's difficult to not just be like, look, stop rescheduling. I yeah. don't like it. You cannot do it. <laughs> okay. Instead, I have to be like, please refer to our tutoring policy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. And. Well, it sounds like you're introspect. I mean, introspective. Is that the right word? I mean, you kind of have a good idea of, of you know what you what you do and don't like, what you can deal with and what you can't. And it sounds like it's also rewarding. It's very rewarding because it's kids. What are they like when you're teaching them? Like individually? Like I can I I've been in a classroom and I know what kids are like together. Mm -hmm. um, but aside from my own kids, like I don't know what kids in general my kids are not like normal kids so <laughs> what are what I don't are know kids are great kids like um I think what Thor is really saying is she can't handle anyone else's kids other than ours oh, so, so how do you is what I can't saying. handle I can't handle a group of children okay I've tried it that is you know, I've been a substitute teacher uh, I've been a middle school teacher um so I've definitely dealt with groups of kids I prefer dealing with one child. Nice. I prefer one-on-one um, -on -one for anyone, personally. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, I'm going to go back to Mary Poppins. P.L. Trevor's Mary Poppins is not, she's not super friendly. 
she's a little bit more business. And that was kind of, you'll watch Saving Mr. Banks. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so, um, I don't know. The kids like it. That's right awesome. on. Sounds like that's your <laughs> secret identity or uh, your yeah, ultra, I, what's the alter ego? Alter ego, yeah. Yeah, for me it's easier to deal with other people's kids than to deal with my own kids. And I love my kids very, very much. Of course. But um, I, guess, I guess maybe with my own kids, I worry about them and I worry about every single thing that I do. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know? And so it amps up the pressure of course yes on our interactions so i don't feel that way with other people's kids of course yeah and other people they feel that way that i feel with my kids yeah. they feel that way with their own kids yeah. sure you yeah. know so i get from the parents a lot i don't want to sit down with my kids and do math homework i don't want to because they'll scream and cry and throw themselves on the ground and I'm like, really? Your kids do that too? Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but, then they say, but then they say to me, but you're so patient and you're so good with children. Because yeah, it's not my kids. <laughs> <laughs> you, if you're with them every day, it's different, you know? It's like, well, and you also, have, when they, when kids like, in, when they're in their safe space. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're they, looking for that safety. Well, not just that, but they're also, they feel comfortable to actually act on their emotions right. if they're right. angry they will yell at you because they know you're a safe person right yeah and that's their i mean yeah and but as young kids it's they're literally saying do you still love me you know can i yeah. be me you know yeah. it's like yes yeah. you may <laughs> yeah yeah so you know it, it's a balance for me i'm a mildly amusing person i think the kids, the kids and I, we enjoy each other. Um, but I also have to be like, look, I'm really glad you liked that. Let's go back. <laughs> Let's <Yeah>. like refocus <laughs> on what we're doing. Nice. Um, I'm trying to help one particular student um, just be able to focus yeah. and just be able to sit down and follow directions. And so one of the things that we do, even though we've done, and she's, um, she's five. I've tutored kids as young as two. Right on. Oh, wow. Cool. Um, but this little girl, she's in kindergarten and she's very, you know, academically, you, she's doing fine. It just sometimes it's difficult for her to follow directions. So one of the things we do is color by numbers. Nice. You know, just take the time to fill in that entire space the correct color and do it over and over again until you have a picture yeah and for this poor girl that's very frustrating yeah she's very frustrated by having to make a picture slowly and methodically by filling in each space yeah. and she's five so her motor skills are not you know it's also good for your fine motor skills and yeah. so um i was saying don't color outside of the line. Make smaller marks, you know? And we, she was coloring in a sky, and the sky had a bird in it that was yellow. And I said, if you're not careful, that bird is not going to be yellow anymore. That bird's going to be green. 
And I said, you're making the bird green. Why are you making the bird green? <laughs> and, and she thought that that was hysterically funny. And now, like, instead of following the task, now all she wants to do is make the bird green. Oh, yeah, She's course. like, yes, the bird has to be green. <laughs> and so I'm like, familiar. I'm so glad that you were amused by that. Let's also try to refocus. Yeah. Yep. So oh, refocus. That's read, everything is refocused. Yeah, <laughs> I read recently, and I love this. I have yeah. never heard it said as concisely and specifically as as he said it. But it's very similar to what you just said. And it mm -hmm. was um, it was greatness is the result of small unimportant things over mm -hmm. and over mm. again when you yeah. back up and look at the whole thing that's what greatness is it makes perfect sense. and i was like how cool because in the moment by moment it's like yeah this really sucks i hate doing these dishes every day you know but like you know at the end of the at the end of the day my kids are going to grow up and know how to do the dishes like yeah. just i don't know just cool stuff no i agree it's so <sighs> crazy my my husband and i are both neurodiverse and my husband is more ADHD than autistic. Um, so he's very entrepreneurial. So, you know, we've, we've tried a couple of things. We're trying to be, um, we're trying to follow our passion so that we don't have to have bosses and different things like that. Um, and I've just recently been thinking about how long life really is. Yeah. You know, I'm 35 yeah. and I'm going to be 36 in February. And we feel like everything has to happen right away. Mm -hmm. It has to happen right now. Otherwise, it hasn't happened or it's not good enough or whatever. Yeah. And uh, certain situations have happened recently where I'm just like, there's so much more, you know, there's so much more left. There's so much time left and you never know. You never know what's going to happen tomorrow. Yep. You know, yeah. but it's good to have, it's good to have like ideas and goals in mind, especially with uh, yeah, something like both getting, perspectives. Yeah. 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 It's a balance. Yeah. Yeah. I like um, when you're talking about um, your kids, one thing that came up to me, not your kids, but you know, any, any parents, kids, yeah. Uh, someone's someone's advice at some job I had one time um, stuck with me, and it was it kept it kept gnawing at me. I have to tell you because it was it was great. He basically said, you know, you can't take on, you know, their their faults or the big things that happen poorly any more than you can take on, you know, the the great things that happen, you know, their accomplishments. Their accomplishments. And I always thought that was really great. I just. And it, for some reason, it stuck with me, and I, I yeah. tend to see my own kids now from that, with that advice, as I see other kids. Like, you know, we're here to guide them, and, you know, what whatever happens, it it's, uh, yeah, it, it yeah. gave me, like, that kind of relief of, oh, okay, and then I can do it just like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever. So, what got you where you are? Can you kind of tell us, you had mentioned having some small businesses and working your way there, and of course you have a doctorate as well, so like, can we get that whole story? That would be fun. Great. Um, I think that it's been a long journey. Um, getting into tutoring and having it be 
successful is, I think, not easy for anybody. I think that that aspect is you have to try over and over again, unless you're going to franchise it, and just get in in whatever the community is. And they have to appreciate it because most of the people who I work for are because somebody told somebody else. Oh, right. It hasn't mostly been through advertising. It's mostly been through one mom saying to another mom, oh, you need help with that. I know somebody who's amazing. Nice. That's awesome. So, yeah, it's, it feels good, but it also, um, that's how tutoring in general, in general works. So, but, and, and I've been trying to get in the community for a long time. So I'm very thankful that eventually that worked out, but it's, a long story how we got here um, I was born I do not <laughs> like yeah I do not I do not like business I don't like I'm not I'm not super in love with business because I don't like having to ask people for money financial interactions give me a lot of anxiety. I don't like that. Um, so it's been difficult trying to figure that whole thing out. And I don't know if I would have, except for the fact that my husband and I are both neurodiverse. Um, for my husband, having ADHD meant that his interactions, although in a business setting, are very good aren't necessarily so great in an employment setting. Okay. So, um, you know, we're trying to figure out what works for us in, we're gonna be married for seven years uh, at the end of November. Nice. Congratulations. And, um, thank you. And let me see. Yeah, five years of my just really not knowing what was going on why we were having so much trouble in traditional employment. <laughs> um, and my husband having told me before we got married, I think I might have ADHD, you know, somebody okay. gave me Adderall once. And I think, you know, just in passing. And my discovering that that actually meant something as we yeah. went along after okay. having been married for, you know, I didn't know anything about that. I thought we were regular, ordinary people, like Superman, before you find out that something special is going on. <laughs> I love it, that's awesome. Um, so, eventually, my husband and I decided that it would be beneficial if he got diagnosed. And getting diagnosed for ADHD and getting treated for ADHD is crazy. Really? People just don't want to treat ADHD. That's interesting. You know, I mean, when he finally got diagnosed and we had to go several different times, even though you don't need a neuropsych eval like you do for autism, um, then they didn't want to give him stimulants. Yeah. Oh, we'll give him Wellbutrin. My husband my husband's ADHD means that if he's not hyper-focused, he sleeps. 
and the Wellbutrin, he was sleeping for even longer. He was oh sleeping gosh. like 20, 24 hours a day. Wow. Like he would, if he wasn't at work, he was asleep all the time. And I'm like, you don't realize that you're, you're falling asleep places and you're coming home and you're sleeping all weekend. And we're like, that doesn't work. Yeah. And they gave him, I forgot, there's one ADHD medication that's not a stimulant. And they said, well, we have to try this first. Ugh. And I'm like, just give him the Adderall. Yeah, this is, this is, this is obvious. What's the problem? <laughs> do I have to go through this because of, uh, like, drug seekers and things? Is that the whole? Yeah, exactly. There's a whole stigma to it. And it's like, it's like, yeah, but, but what you're about the a psychologist and a psychiatrist. You know that this works. Exactly. Yeah. ADHD is the most treatable neurodivergence that there is. There are thousands and thousands of different kinds of medications for it. Yeah. Uh, generic, not generic. You can use antidepressants for I mean, there are so many different things you can do. And it's totally treatable. So just help him. Yeah. Yeah. It's so disappointing um, that it has to be like that. Yeah. yeah, it was it was a very long journey and I was trying to get support and I thought that I was very normal and I was dealing with some terrible difficult thing <laughs> and somebody's like do you think you might be autistic and I'm like well I mean when I was having a total breakdown in my teenage years and cutting and they thought that I was you know borderline um, I looked up maybe being autistic, but it didn't seem to match, you know, anything that was true, you know, cause I, I did a quick search on the internet yeah. and I read like yeah. one article and I'm like, no, that doesn't really sound like yeah, cause you're what it is. And everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, then not to mention the male model probably back then. Yeah, was, that's true. Was still the, the pinnacle of yeah, autism yeah, research. So, yeah. We're talking like 15 years ago. Yeah. And, um, my, my friend who... I had met through this whole ADHD thing. She was like, well, why don't you take, now they actually have the tests online and you can go and take them. Yeah. And I'm like, really? That's so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and so I go over and I take like an actual test and I'm like, oh, look at that. I actually, I could be autistic. Like that's a possibility. Wow. And um, so, Thank you, Internet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, of course. The whole autistic community wouldn't exist without all of those kinds of wonderful things. Um, yeah, we would still so be having lobotomies done. I was oh, reading yeah. about that yesterday. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. It's, it's yeah. tragic. It's so tragic. Yeah. No, it is. I was, it was just, it was the placement. It was <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It was, in, it was in my consciousness because I was reading about it yesterday. No, I understand that. <laughs> yeah, sorry. That's okay. Um, so reflecting back on that in my employment, I, I thought, well, that's why I really enjoyed these kinds of employments. And I didn't really enjoy those kinds of employments. I mean, at that time, I was just a stay-at-home mom. And my husband was struggling with traditional employment. And so that was really difficult for us. And that's what led to all of these dominoes of getting diagnosed for both of us. And look, and I'm like, that's why I really enjoy standing in front of a group of people and spewing my special interest. That's why I really enjoy research. And that's why I really didn't enjoy any time I would try to be in the public education sector, for example, 
where you have to wake up first thing in the morning and you have to be there for nine or ten hours yeah. and then you have to come home and do more work and most of it's paperwork. I couldn't do that. I did that for a few months. Oh, wow. And it's like, why can I be a professor at college and I can't, you know, be a public school teacher? Yeah. Um, it's interesting. All those things start to come together when you start to when you start to look for answers. It's like, oh, these things start to fit into place. And it's like, yeah. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I think that... Um, it was just it was just through a series of events like that, you know, and kind of learning more about and I'm very I'm very thankful my husband is currently employed in a job where he's the he's the only person who's there and and his boss enjoys him, which is so wonderful. And nice. he doesn't have to interact with any other human beings. He only has to drive a truck. Like all the previous truck employment, there would be other truck drivers. Yeah. Yeah. And then his inhibitions would shut down and he'd end up in a screaming match with somebody or worse mm -hmm. than that, you know. So, but this is really good for both of us and it just kind of, I'm, the tutoring thing is really good for me and yeah. I'm in control of it. I make my own hours. Um, I, I won't do any kind of education where I have to do what somebody else tells me to do. Yeah. Yes. Like if somebody <laughs> is like, this is what you have to teach. This is how you have to teach it. This is the book. It has to be taught in this order. Yeah. You have to give this these kinds of assessments at the end. I mean, college is moving more and more in that direction. Really? Yeah. Where we're going to control everything that you do. And I'm like, what's the purpose of being an educator? Right. For me, right. the purpose of being an in. educator, I'm very old school. Like, I just want to be a professor at Harvard and stand in front of 20 people and be like, these are my random musings. You have to listen to them for the next hour. There nice. will be a test. That's worth that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's a wild ride. I, you yeah. know, it's, it's interesting that you said that I, well, I lost what I, I think, was going to I think I'm a lot like your husband. I mm -hmm. struggle with traditional employment, not because of the employment, because I have found myself doing any number of things mm -hmm. that I was perfectly capable of doing. It is the the team, mm -hmm. the people, just literally yeah. being around other people. Like <laughs> I, uh, I get wound up, I get stressed out, and then I, I don't have a release for that, and then mm -hmm. like I just, I just, like, what is it, anywhere between a year and two years, yep. and I break down. I just can't even function as a human yeah. person yeah. at work anymore. You can only do it yeah. for so long until mm -hmm. it, you have to do something different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, with, uh, you know, so getting to this point, um, and now that you're doing it, which it sounds like you guys, you know, got a, a good spot in life, which is really awesome, and I'm happy for you. Um, I'm curious, you know, I don't know if you, did you say already when we were recording or not, uh, was your biggest kind of learning curve is in this business or were we off? No, we were talking about that off. Um, I definitely want to know that then. Yeah. Yeah. People. Um, I really, I was sharing with you a little bit during one of the breaks that my husband and I have been in a few different kinds of business ventures over the past couple of years trying to figure out what works for us yeah. and getting out of traditional employment and having the opportunity to work in 
this kind of business and even potentially have more people hopefully be able to share these strategies with other students and help for them to receive clarity finally. Yeah. Um, I've discovered that learning to become a manager is a huge learning curve okay. for me, especially uh, being neurodiverse and trying to understand the way that people communicate and what people expect in communication. Um, I was I was sharing with Adam that I really, I think maybe that some people may learn to cope just out of necessity, but I think that because of the way that I was brought up and because of the field that I went into, that that wasn't necessary. I was always, as a child, applauded for being the smartest and being, you know, super focused on my schoolwork. And I was a nerd. I was not in sports. My mom always lied when the PE teacher said, oh, you have to make sure you exercise for 30 minutes and you have to keep a journal. And my mom was like, that's not even a thing. And my mom's like citing the, the journal over and over again. And she's like, I don't understand why your teacher would expect that from you. Um, and, you know, I, I was in drama, so I learned how to stand up in front of people and, and put on a good show. But I don't mean in a copy way. I just mean in a being able to, and it, 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 all of that for me feeds into the field of education. You know, okay. I can go in and I can, you know, like I said, a dream of just being able to talk for two hours. As kind of a, as kind of a side note, my, um, my special interest is religion and world religion. Okay. And that's cool. what I used to teach at Broward College. And so being able to go in and stand in front of people and just talk about that. Nice. You know, for a long time. And all of that was applauded. No coping strategy necessary. <laughs> awesome. You know, just be weird. It's cool. Like, we <laughs> like that here, you know, in the humanities um, section of education. Um, so, but doing this and having to interact with other parents, which is difficult, but not really foreign. I've been tutoring for a long time, but having to make people feel comfortable who you're also giving direction to, that's really, that's really complicated. Yeah. Okay. And it's very interpersonal and yeah. it's not a, that's not a thing for me. Yeah. <laughs> And you said you had started to uh, maybe hire a couple people on as well. Like it's, I mean, obviously it's growing, which is a good thing. Yes. Oh yeah, I'd love to hear about that. Um, I have a couple of people. I have one person who helps me with SAT, ACT tutoring and higher level math. And I have another person who I'm sharing with the strategies that I use for early literacy and um, elementary math. And so, I'm trying to work closely with people, and what I'm trying to do is replicate myself, and myself is neurodiverse, and I'm like, be intense, be punctual, 
You're going to be rewarded for being... The more autistic you can be, the more you're going to be rewarded. No. <laughs> I love it. Flip the table. Awesome. <laughs> the commission on, uh, on how autistic you are. I like that. So. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, and then, you know, if... Or, or for example... No, I actually expect for the child to learn something. Yeah. A lot of the time in tutoring, um, they do try. Of course, everybody in the education field is working very hard you of know, course, to yeah. do their best. Um, but I feel like a lot of the time, and I think that this is a neurotypical thing versus an autistic thing. I think that neurotypical people are like, well, I shared the lesson with the child. You know? I did my job. The child will. And I'm like, no, I, I actually expect yeah. that they'll be able to regurgitate this information to yeah. you. And if you yeah. get it one way, then you do it a different way or a different way until Right, exactly. It makes I'm sense. not leaving until until they understand. Yeah. You know, and until it's all fixed. Yeah. And um so I think that that's really different than a lot of what's happening in the field of education and trying to communicate that to somebody who doesn't have that need for completeness, maybe. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> like, no, really, the parent, the parent expects you to teach the child this. Yeah, they need no. to actually understand it when you're done. That's the job. Now, I'm actually curious because some of the stuff, uh, you know, being autistic that you have, you've told us throughout, um, mm -hmm. you know, what has helped you. Is there anything, do you think, anything has stood in your way from actually being autistic of doing some of this stuff like i said most of it is just and there's a, i don't know why i don't have a serious interpersonal problem with the kids maybe yeah, yeah. it's because they are kids but oh, with, you did um, say you were talking about the with adults yeah with my employees anything that has to do with having well i'm not terrible at administration it depends how much administration there is like public school level administration i can't handle that many moving parts okay you know um it's it's too anxiety inducing for me okay. and i also don't like other people trying to tell me what should be done yeah which yeah. i think is I don't know. I, I must have a little bit of avoidance, you know? Well, that's a common this theme. Actually, most of, most of the people in our, uh, that we have had as guests yeah. are like, I, I have to do it my way. If it's yeah. not done my way, I, I, I can't do it. Like, that's just a, not a thing. Yeah, and I it, guess it I really didn't even attribute that. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, I didn't even attribute that to being autistic. I was just, it's so common and so normal. It's like, oh, yeah, I guess I'm, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and it's really, um, it works for me. But um, this this mom came in, like I said, I was I was sharing one specific example where the mom came in and said the teacher needs for this to be done. And my first reaction, of course, on the inside is to start screaming <laughs> to just totally lose my mind. And I just smiled and nodded and she walked away and I put it off to the side. Nice. <laughs> this is not what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I actually did try it the way that 
it's it's interesting. This was actually an interesting. I wish we were being video recorded because I'd love to show you some of the things <laughs> that I do, and some of the things that Common Core does, which sometimes I think I think interferes with some of the intuition involved in math. Okay. When it comes to certain diagrams and things that they have now for how things have to be done. So in this particular in this particular math situation, they had a box and the box was cut into two pieces. And one half had six dots and one half had a question mark in it. Okay. And then there was a big line across the top of the box and the number seven is on top of the box. All right. Okay. Now every time, because I don't have the teacher's manual, because I'm not going to that school, so I don't have all the... T I know the, the parents scenes. think I do. Yeah. <laughs> they do. They think they think I know. But I, I don't have all the teachers' manuals. Yeah. Okay, so first I have to look at it, I have to say what are they what are they trying to tell me? Um, but what they wanted to know is what goes in this other half of the box. Sure. Yeah. So in other words, there's a missing add end to be um, to use jargon. And um, how am I going to get the kid to understand that there's one missing? Well, so the teacher, the mom comes to me and she says, the teacher wants for you to use manipulatives to explain this to the kid. Okay. And I'm like, the diagram is complicated enough. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, you want for me to add blocks to this situation? Yeah. The child doesn't understand what the diagram is. The child needs to understand. The, the line yeah, on the top let's start here means first. all, means okay. the whole thing. Yeah. This yeah. box is part. This box is the other part. Addition is when you put two parts together. Subtraction is when you have a total amount and you break it into two parts. So the child doesn't understand what's happening in the diagram. They cannot use a manipulative. I love manipulatives. Yeah. I don't have anything against manipulatives. I like manipulatives. The child can't under can't read the chart. Yeah. yeah. They can't then come in, teach them how to do it with manipulatives. Yeah. <laughs> teach them like, how to do. Put this puzzle together. It doesn't have a picture on it, but the, all the pieces are broken. So uh, good luck. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, wait, what? And so she says, here, he needs to, he, he actually doesn't have to do it with blocks in class. The teacher just wants for him to be able to solve the problem. But the teacher says, oh, maybe it'll be easier for him if he does it with manipulatives. I took the manipulatives and I put them off. To <laughs> yep. And I said, let's, ex let's talk about what addition is. Yeah. Addition is when you have two pieces of something, like, for example, apples and oranges and you want to find out how much fruit you have. Subtraction is when you have a total amount. Like for example, you have a bunch of fruit and you want to separate it into two different groups. This is what subtraction is. So this is, this is what's happening in the box. Right. Okay, so I'm explaining all of this. Yeah, I'm learning something. And she comes something. back at the end. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think, how can I explain the purpose of the box? Right. Yeah, no, I get it. And 
the mom comes back and I said, I tried it with the manipulative, like we did, we did a little bit with the manipulatives at the end. I said, he's not going to understand how to do that until he understands the purpose of addition and subtraction. Right. Right. What it is we're actually doing here, not just playing with blocks. Exactly. Yeah. I'll let you... Oh, yeah. Um, I, d I wanted to ask, actually, yeah. you, uh, you brought in a couple of people. Tell me about your interviews and how they differ from what you're used to in... Um, in the traditional work, uh, like a like a standard work interview, do you do anything different? I try to make my interview as much as a standard interview as possible. Oh really? Okay. I'm at the very very beginning stage, and I'm just trying to figure out what's expected. Sure. Okay. <laughs> you know, I don't even. Um, I've had a couple of in. Well, actually, I had um, about seven interviews. Out of that, I hired one person. Um, we did okay. There was some troubleshooting involved there. Okay. And that led me to trying to think, how can I be more clear? Dude, to me, I couldn't be more clear than I am. <laughs> I have been there. <laughs> to me, I'm the most clear person in the entire universe because all of my communication is direct and upfront and there's no nuance and, and I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think maybe neurotypical people are always looking for nuance. Maybe that's why it's automatically <laughs> made unclear. It? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's we, what it is. we have to see what the communication is. <laughs> what what is she really trying? I'm not really trying to say anything. Yeah. I'm wearing saran wrap. There's not much else you can. <laughs> it's clear. That's yeah, there's no real. There's no what is she really trying to say? There's only what did she say? Yes. Um. So, but for whatever reason, you know that's misconstrued yeah. so that's caused for me to try to figure out how can I be more clear and so I've tried to do some of the interview in person and some of the interview in writing oh, that's smart cool you know so I like you we talked we thought that it would work I'm gonna send you a second interview it's in writing I just want for you to kind of read some of the scenarios that I've experienced that have made um, you know, that have created challenges. Um, and, you know, I'll put some questions in there that are have my expectations, you know. I like that because I right hear that I understand that I will turn in my hours on Friday <laughs> yeah. by 12 p.m. Right? You Just, yes, it. I understand. <laughs> nice. I love it. Part, part person, part writing, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. You know, if we can, let's wrap up with some advice. What advice okay. would you give to somebody who is um, either just learning that they're autistic um, mm -hmm. or um, trying to start a business Yeah. Uh, yeah. who's autistic? What would you tell them? Um, okay, well, the only advice that I really have is that things that might be considered weakness are strengths. Yeah. I mean, that's what I always tell my daughter. My daughter and I are two different kinds of autistic. I'm a very intense autistic person, and my daughter is an HSP. My daughter is like a highly sensitive, empath, old soul, like that's the kind of autistic that she is. And um, I think that things that people would, oh, she's so intense, you know? And I'm like, well, how do you think I got my doctorate? 
Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Use, use the strengths. Exactly. Right, exactly. And I tell my daughter the same thing. She's very, you know, temperamental. There are a lot of meltdowns. But whenever she's not melting down, she's melting down like 30% of the time. Whenever she's not melting down, then she's a total empath who's saying things that are making everybody in her path cry. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you're so sensitive. And maybe in a way it's a negative thing, but it's the most beautiful thing about you. You know, and I just believe that God made you that way. And he knows that it's going to come with these weaknesses, but it's on purpose because you know how much strength that that comes with. Yeah, you have a lot to bring to the table with that. I needed to hear that. So thank you for that. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was just oh, that's that good. Was, I'm that, glad that was the thing I needed to hear this week. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much for being with us today, Sarah. Thank you, We Sarah. really appreciate it. You're welcome. It was so great meeting you guys. Yeah, <laughs> you <here>. too. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks for being here, everyone. We love having you. Yes, we do. If you enjoy us, we'd love to have a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, if that's what you use. Yeah, we would appreciate that. It helps us out and uh, moves us right along so you can have more content from the Adam and Thor show, otherwise known as Autism on Shift. We will see you next time. Thanks for joining us. Have a great week.